0: Welcome back. Brett Meneer filling in for Jeff Andreas today. Well, uh, like Health Canada, the World Health Organization is uh, monitoring reports of rare blood clot problems in Europeans who received the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. At least nine European Union member countries have Now temporarily suspended the use of the AstraZeneca shot pending the outcome of studies into the blood clot issue. Uh, I believe Denmark is first, and that's where we find former NL News Director Shane Woodford now reporting from Denmark and around the EU these days. How's it going, Shane-o? good man how are you uh good we're holding up here we're seeing light at the end of this uh this covid tunnel thankfully but uh still a ways to go but we're seeing light um, <laughs> uh, i hate
1: to break it to you man that light is an oncoming train
0: oh that god train,
1: that train has uk variant written all over it
0: yeah uh, we're seeing uh uk variant I mean, I cases on the rise like,
1: in all honesty brett i am Unbelievably worried about what you guys are facing, and because you're largely blind to it because your testing is so minimal. Yeah. Here in Denmark, we had our first case, the UK variant, in November, and we're talking slightly less than four months later last week. Uh, it's now 84% of all positive cases. And across Europe, we're in a lockdown, so while the pool of infections is growing smaller, uh, it has continued to spread even in lockdown conditions. In other countries around the EU where there wasn't such strict lockdown conditions, The UK variant is just driving infections up. Czech Republic hospital uh, system is literally on the brink of collapse. Record numbers out of places like Estonia, uh, Serbia's in trouble, uh, Slovakia's in trouble. Italy is going to be in about half the country will have been locked down as of Monday. And it's seeing numbers that are all too reminiscent of its spring nightmare right now. Uh, And I could go on and on. And so, when I when I kind of say, listen, I'd be worried about the UK variants, mm-hmm. I sincerely mean it. I hope you guys dodge that bullet. I really do. But I see concerning signs over there, and it really concerns me because, as I said, the testing regime is so low that you were largely blind to the real picture there.
0: Yeah, well, you and I, we were talking about that off air about the testing there, because uh, how many times have you been tested over the, over this last year?
1: Uh, I've been tested uh, twice in the last couple of weeks alone. Uh, It's probably up to four or five times now.
0: All right. And so the difference in the testing, uh, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, number one, uh, Denmark has really gone whole hog on testing. They believe that it allows them to see where the infection is and react to it accordingly. So right now, Brett, we have uh, daily testing capacity that is approaching 400,000 tests a day. Uh, we're seeing now routinely between uh, rapid tests, which we do to the tune of 40 to 60,000 a day, and uh, PCR COVID tests, which we're doing routinely now, 150, uh, approaching 200,000 a day. So uh, we're seeing lots and lots of testing. It is testing centers are everywhere. They're easily accessible. Uh, here in Fulbourg, which is a really small town where I live, uh, there is a testing mobile site that comes once or twice a week if it's an off day for that. It's a ten or twenty-minute drive to a clinic in in any of the nearby cities, and I've been to a couple of them, and it's been easy peasy. You go, there's huge lineups, they go really fast. Uh, you go in there, uh, you're in and out in just a few minutes. They do a throat swab, uh, and you have a result. All my results have been in uh, 24 hours or less. So it's becoming, yeah, it's here. It's like literally becoming um, part of the fabric of life, like grocery shopping or anything else.
0: Yeah, you get a you get a test every so often when you go out, eh?
1: Yeah, and right now we're sort of um we're easing our way to lockdown restrictions.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: and what the government is going to do and why I said we're sort of moving to 400,000 tests a day is that uh the more restrictions are eased, the more they're going to use testing as a crutch. So for example, um secondary school students who go back to school, uh they'll be tested twice a week. All school staff and employees will be tested twice a week. You go back to the job, you'll likely be tested at least twice a week. Uh, In my case, I attend Danish language school or did before the lockdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I go back to school, I'll be tested twice a week. Um, It's going to be testing here is going to do nothing but increase and become part of sort of our key to reopening between now and full vaccination.
0: What kind of a uh, bite have has uh, Denmark been able to take uh, regarding vaccination? Like how, how much of the population has been vaccinated at this point, uh, given that you're, well, you're, you're seeing these variant cases go nuts like this?
1: Yeah, well, the variant case is really concerning. And I'll, I'll say that, I mean, right now our infection pool, as I said, is is not bad. I mean, it's not good. We're still seeing a couple hundred a day, like, you know, six 600 today. Mm. Um, hospitalizations have come way down. Um, but that said, uh, as we ease out of lockdown, the government has been pretty blunt in saying because of the UK uh, variant, and the more we ease out of the lockdown, the faster it's going to become a bigger monster, that they are fully banking on a third wave here come April, and what we've seen, as I described, in nearby European countries uh, is a fair warning of what could happen here in Denmark in fairly short order. On the vaccination side, we've We've done really well. We're among the top European Union countries in getting vaccines into arms. But that said, there's been a lot of frustration because the supply chain in the Europe, uh, in the European Union, has just not been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it began December 27th with lots of rosy promises about how they're going to vaccinate so many people and oh, we're going to get this done so fast and it's the light at the end of the tunnel kind of stuff. And what happened is. Uh, There's a few good days in the very beginning, and then the supply chain choked off. Pfizer couldn't deliver on time. Moderna couldn't deliver on time. Uh, Well, we're going to talk about AstraZeneca, I assume, in a minute. But in Mm -hmm. the midst of all the other AstraZeneca news this week, they slipped in the fact that they're going to deliver half of what what doses were promised the European Union in the first half of 2021. So for Denmark, that's 900,000 fewer vaccine doses they can count on. For Sweden, it's 3.7 million, and it goes on and on and on. That's going to continue to set back the vaccination effort. So uh, the goal here in Denmark was to have the entire country vaccinated by no later than June 27th. That's now been pushed back into July because of the supply chain issues. Um, and now with the AstraZeneca, both the supply chain on its side, as well as its whole uh, drug obviously being suspended for a minimum of two weeks, maybe longer, we'll have to see, uh, that's going to supply another kink in this timeline. So um, all these high hopes of sort of getting out from under COVID and vaccinating the population in ways that like the United Kingdom or Israel has done
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, have really sort of vanished like smoke here in the European Union.
0: Now, let's talk about AstraZeneca, because uh, I believe that this was the issue of blood clots was first flagged by Denmark's, what, the Serum Institute, correct?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's Denmark was the second.
0: Um, the second, okay.
1: Austria, yeah, I'll, I'll go through the timeline, because yeah. it's kind of interesting, and it gives you a better picture. So it started about a week ago in Austria, and there was four cases of thrombosis, which is severe blood clotting. Uh, and one of the cases, a woman who was a nurse at a vaccination center unfortunately passed away and that prompted an investigation by the European Medicines Agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday of this week, the EMA um, released the preliminary results of their investigation. It's not complete yet, but they released what they had so far and basically said they couldn't find a link between AstraZeneca and the blood clotting. The very next day, Denmark hit the alarm button because there was a death here in Denmark and more cases of severe blood clotting. And they suspended AstraZeneca. And then we began to get reports from elsewhere. There was a death in Italy, um, not blood clotting, a heart attack, but it happened 24 hours after receiving AstraZeneca. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other countries are reporting the blood clotting. Um, Even today, there's been some new developments Norway yesterday said, yes, we've received some reports of blood clotting. We're suspending AstraZeneca, but we haven't had anything in regards to fatalities. This morning they reported the death of a young healthcare worker who had the AstraZeneca vaccine fairly recently. Uh, Finland, who yesterday said they're going to continue using AstraZeneca uh, because they've seen no signs of trouble, uh, today came out and said, we're still using it, but uh, we just were starting to receive reports of blood clots. So it seems to be a growing problem, and I'm going to emphasize that we don't yet have a uh, conclusive link between this particular issue and the AstraZeneca vaccine. And obviously, people here are bending over backwards to do due diligence to figure it all out. Uh, Søren Brostrom, who is the head of Denmark's National Health Board, basically said today, listen, we believe this thing's been fairly thoroughly screened. Um, Blood clotting is not a known side effect for AstraZeneca or any other vaccine. But we're going to do our due diligence. We expect that uh, we won't find a link. But on the other hand, he admitted we may find something new. So uh, at this point, it's an interesting situation.
0: I did read a headline this morning that um, there is some suspicion that all of these uh, cases have arisen from a single batch of uh, AstraZeneca vaccine, that they all have the batch number in common.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's in all cases. That's certainly in in the case of uh, two or three countries that I'm aware of. I'm not sure what the batch number is in Denmark or or Norway or, or whatever. But, yeah, you're, you're right. There has been some link to a specific batch. But whether that's widespread through all countries, I can't say.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So um, so f- for the next uh, few days at least, they're going to be uh, looking into this, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously, a
1: two-week period. There's going to be a two-week period, and then the EMA and Denmark's SSI uh, will r- uh, release an update uh, two weeks from now, and that will hopefully shed some more light.
0: Well, uh boy, um we need the AstraZeneca vaccine. We need all the vaccines. So, uh hopefully they don't <laughs> find anything. They don't find anything there because it would be nice to be able to step out of the way of the variant freight train. So, yeah,
1: yeah but I also think it's important. I mean, we're in such a sort of a scientific gray area here. It's been mm-hmm. an, uh, an amazing human achievement to see these vaccines created in a short a time. Uh, as they have been, it's been frustrating not to see the doses on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's incumbent on everybody involved to, you know, pump the brakes when there's situations like this, just to, you know, dot their I's and cross their t's, and do everything possible to, you know, um, either clearly say, okay, there is absolutely no link. We have done everything possible to figure this out. Or, oh my God, we found something serious here that needs addressing. I think that work has to be done and. Yeah, I know it's going to be a pain in the butt as far as choking off vaccine supply again, but I think uh, it's better safe than sorry at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just it it, it kills confidence, right? And and there, there's already a number of populations that are vaccine hesitant, and um, you know this just kind of feeds that. So um, it's it is better that they get yeah. it sorted out.
1: Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, some people are going to view this information uh in the way that they twist all other information uh, other people that have a good head on their shoulders will see it as okay yes this is concerning but it's mm-hmm. also kind of uh it's kind of a bit of a relief that the agencies involved aren't hiding it or brushing it under a rug or pretending it mm-hmm. doesn't exist uh they're coming forward with this information they're communicating it fairly clearly and Uh, In a lot of cases, not all, they have actually taken the step in actually stopping to use the vaccine in order to make sure it's safe before they resume. So I think those are good signs. I don't think there's a lot of negative there. Uh, And if it is, in fact, found that it's fault of the vaccine, then... That's also good. Then we can put a stop to that and figure out a problem. AstraZeneca can fix it, and then we can move on. So I don't see it all as a negative. I know some people will choose to see it that way, but they will yeah. choose to see all information through that particular funnel.
0: Yeah, the fact that we're hearing about it at all is a positive step. Um, Shane, thanks so much for your time.
1: Always a pleasure. Thank you, man. You, you guys bet. You,
0: yeah, you guys take care over there. Will do. Shane Woodford in Denmark.